circumstances are different, places are different, weather is different, but really when you boil it down, like people at their core are people, right? Like they need love, they need water, they need food, and they need hope for something better. What I want to bring back to the United States is taking that idea of building hope into your own community. It's you plus something you love doing for something you care about. That's the equation for Eric Rides for Hope. Just inspiring people to do something that either brings hope or brings something better to the world through their own passion. Inspired by the legendary around-the-world bicycle journey of Cutco Vector alum Jamie Bianchini, Eric Gilman is taking his own Ride for Hope across the United States from Miami to San Diego. In this conversation, we talk about the origins of this mission, Eric's message about hope, and some of the transformational experiences in Eric's life and in his Cutco sales career. This episode will leave you feeling inspired about how you can do something you love in support of a cause you care about in order to bring greater hope to your own community. I'm proud to bring to you today the story of Eric Rides for Hope with elite Cutco sales professional, Eric Gilman. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have a very special podcast episode today with Eric Gilman. Eric is an elite Cutco sales professional. He's been in the Cutco sales business since 2007, starting in the San Diego area. He went to San Diego State, graduated in 2012 with a degree in communication. Eric is a Hall of Fame Cutco sales rep with over $3.3 million in sales. And in fact, uh, was over 500K just in the year 2021. We are together today because Eric is about to embark upon a very special journey. It's a bicycle trip across America to raise funds for Angel Wings International and the medical clinic in Haiti that many of our Cutco community support. Eric's going to tell you all about the journey and his Cutco story here today. Eric Gilman, welcome to the podcast. Dan, great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's an honor as an avid listener of the Changing Lives podcast and a current Vector alumni and person uh, just to be here and uh, add value to our community. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about this uh, conversation we're going to have today. So you're about to embark upon this very special journey. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, man. Um, I'm sitting here in Miami. I just drove here from my home of San- in San Diego. 
And the reason being is I'm going to ride a bicycle, not a motorbike, a regular bicycle powered by my Chevrolet legs uh, from Miami to San Diego. <laughs> and that's the, the raw meat and potatoes of it. It's going to take eight weeks total or seven weeks now. We just took about a week to drive here. And I'll be doing it to raise a quarter million dollars for the Angel Wings International Medical Clinic that myself and over 100 Cutco uh, volunteers and, and other people outside of the Cutco Beck family had built in Haiti after the earthquake. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I know Andy Janti is a big, uh, a big part of that, that project. Uh, yep. He's been, he's been featured here. Yeah, he's that's how featured. I started with Andy. Yeah. How did this idea come up for you to do this ride? Sure. Yeah, I've, I've always been big on helping people, giving back. And I've found, you know, certain mm -hmm. ways to do that with doing physical things with sports or uh, running marathons, or I actually did a boxing match with TC Smith years ago, another Vector alumni to, to raise money for this cause. But it all really just kind of had that aha moment of wanting to combine my personal love for adventure and doing exciting things that are physical. That's something I love doing with something that I deeply care about, which is the medical clinic that we built in Haiti. And uh, just so deeply connected to my why and one of the beautiful things about this project and, and really what I'm trying to share with people as I bike across America is that awesome combination of combining your passion, what you like doing and enjoy doing with something that you really, really care about. It's a special combination, but I'm trying to encourage people and that's a big goal to encourage people to find that. Nice, nice. Yeah. And what was the impetus for doing this bike ride? Yeah, there was, you know, I remember, I do remember a specific aha moment when, long story short, after we built this clinic, which I've been to Haiti four times, we, we built the clinic after the 2010 earthquake. There was a massive, massive need for medical aid. And long story short, we raised $1.2 million to fund and build this clinic. And we opened the, the clinic on the seven-year anniversary of the earthquake, which was incredible, right? It was an amazing day, uh, an amazing process, crazy leading up, crazy week leading up to that grand opening. But the point being, after we opened, and this is not anything against anyone individually, but we lost a lot of our funding. We lost a lot of the excitement. We lost a lot of the momentum, right? People are like, you did it, it's done. And we're like, yeah, we built a free hospital. Like we need constant funding. And so one of the, my personal whys behind it was just, I wasn't, as someone who literally put blood, sweat, and tears working in Haiti with the Haitian workers building this clinic, you know, it funds the community, it builds hope in the community. I wasn't just going to watch it slide off, you know, into the sunset, not, not be successful. And then one day I was out riding my bike and I had previously run a marathon to raise money for Angel Wings. I'd previously done the boxing match and then I was out riding one day and I kind of had that aha light bulb moment, like I want to ride my bike across country to raise a quarter million dollars for this clinic. And I have to, you know, give credit to where credit is due, of course, is once you've seen something done, it becomes possible. I find it interesting when I share that I'm going to ride my bike across the country. I really only get two reactions, Dan. I get one reaction, which you probably could guess. People are like, you're going to do what? You're going to wear? Why? Your butt's going to hurt so much. Like all these things, right? And then I get the other one, which is my favorite, which is I know someone who did that, right? I know someone who did, oh, my cousin did that. Oh, my coworker did that. And it's just, there's really no in between, which is really funny, right? Is this, I can't believe it, or I've seen it done. And two of the people I've seen it done, and I've met so many others along the way. Uh, one was Carl Drew, uh, you know, the uh, Vector alumni, the most interesting man in the world in the making. 
took a group of Kiteco Vector people and other people, and they rode from the Pacific and LA to the East Coast to raise money for various causes. They spoke along the way. And that was kind of the, the actual impetus of like, hmm, well, maybe, you know, I should do something like that. But then we really kind of solidified it. And there was a process, you know, it's all, everything's a process. There was never really that like overnight, this is it, quarter million dollars, got the t-shirt made tomorrow, right? But it's all a process. But it came from you, Dan. A true leader is one who can inspire through small actions, right? And by you handing me a book, it literally shifted the direction of my entire life. And I don't know if you planned on that at the time. You just probably thought, hey, he likes bike riding. Hey, this is an interesting guy. I should just give him this book and we'll see what happens. Well, a lot happened. <laughs> um, I read uh, Bicycle Built for Two Billion by a guy you've had on here before, Jamie Bianchini. And what's great is I read the book and it's, you know, we, we featured him before, so we don't have to get into it. He rode his bike all around the world uh, and it developed into a nonprofit in which he provides medical aid and other things to people all around the world. An incredible adventure. The book is like this thick. It's probably one of the bigger books I've ever read, to be honest. But it was also one of the only books, and I remember this so well, I, I couldn't put it down. I took it was it's my copy is sweaty and gross and dirty because I took it to the gym. I took it off the trains. I took it everywhere. I've read it twice. And so that was when it all kind of solidified. And that was even four years ago. Right. That was so long ago. Right. This has been a six year process. So those were the two main. That was the inspiration, the, the aha moment. But then again, it goes back to just seeing it. Seeing is believing. And that's what I hope to inspire a lot with this mission is like, I'm Eric. I'm Eric Rides for Hope. I have a website, but I'm just a guy. I'm a guy with a passion and a dream. And I think there's a lot of other people out there who can do different things like that. But so yeah, that was the, the beginning. Yeah. I love that you were inspired by Jamie. And I, naturally, I had no idea that giving you the book would turn into anything like this. But Jamie is one of our Cutco Vector alums. Uh, he was a branch manager. Way back in the day, the Bay Area, back when I was relatively new in the in the business, and uh, went on an eight year, eighty plus country bicycle trip around the world, raised funds for a number of different things that uh, had lasting impact ever since then. And one other thing is definitely worth mentioning. You know, going back to vector skills and the things that we learn in our communities is we all know the fortunes in the follow up. Everybody who's a successful in vector or anything for that matter, the fortunes in the follow up. So I read that book, but it didn't really end there. I, at the time, and I can, I can fast forward, I'm, I'm not coaching with Jamie Bianchini personally. And the way that works is, and I can track this back to four years ago, and I only know this now recently because I looked through our Facebook messages. But after I read his book, I sent him a message on Facebook. He didn't respond. He didn't reply or anything. Hey, man, I just read your book. I really, really loved it. That was in 2017. I only bring that up because in 2020, I sent him another message that I had just launched my website. And if this was two websites ago, remember that. <laughs> We're ready. Ride for Hope 2020 is going to happen. But we all know how 2020 went. Things changed and not so much has changed since then. Fast forward another two years, uh, about seven, eight, 10 months ago, somewhere during the summer, this past summer, um, I was out riding and I just got my official Eric Rides for Hope jersey. Shout out to Rochelle DeYoung, my amazing director of operations who surprised me with that jersey and has done a million other incredible things. But anyway, I sent Jamie a video 
fourth time I had communicated with him with no response, no, nothing against him. I think he liked one of them, but the point being, he finally messaged me back and saying, you know, this is awesome. I want to be a part of it. I'm launching a coaching company, similar to something along the lines of how Elrod did when he was leaving the vet, how to coach people to be awesome and live big lives and do things like he did. And so now he's coaching me pro bono as his donation and contribution to Eric rides for hope. So it's just wild to think that like, you asked me how it started and it's like, you gave me a book that inspired it. And now flash forward through consistent follow-up and pleasant persistence. I'm now coaching with a guy who inspired the journey in the first place. It's crazy. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. Love hearing that, Eric. That's great. Thank you, Dan. You made that happen, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Glad to hear it. So where are you going? Far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, starting in Miami on Thursday, I'll dip my back tire in the Pacific and the route covers the South, the Southern States, the Southern tier, uh, essentially I'll start. And, I'm, and we're going to be highlighting cities along the way, uh, hosting events while I'll be speaking on my topic of building hope through healthy choices, giving a, a short message on what I'm doing here, how I got involved with Angel Wings, highlighting some of our sponsors. We've got over 25 corporate sponsors. We've got over a hundred personal donors. Thank you, Dan, for being one of the donors. We've raised $50,000 so far, which is crazy, of the $250,000 goal. Between me and you and all the world listening to this podcast, I want to do way more than two fifty. dollars I think we can. So we're working with teams in, in major cities, and those are... So I'll be going from Miami through Tampa, uh, up through New Orleans, and Austin, through El Paso, Phoenix, Palm Springs, and San Diego. The main ones that we're going to be hosting, that's the route. And you can follow all this stuff. We'll talk about it you know, on the website and we'll have a, a tracker. But the main ones is Miami. So Miami on March 17th, which by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be a little late. But the next time to catch me will be New Orleans. Shout out to Julian Landry and Jacob Kinnamore, both also Vector alumni and, and ambassadors for Eric Rides for Hope. We're doing a big event in New Orleans. Lori Reyna as well, Julian Landry and Lori Reyna. And then Austin will be the midway point. So we're doing a large event in Austin, and that will be uh, April 7th through 10th. And then heading through El Paso and then Phoenix and then Palm Springs, ultimately ending in San Diego on May the 7th. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we can post that schedule in the show notes for this episode at changinglivespodcast.com, or you can go to ericridesforhope.com. Is that the right site? Yeah. So the best way to follow along and I have it, I've made a little tour dates, like a band, like a Rolling Stones tour dates type of thing. So Derek rides for hook tour dates. So it, it has all those marked on there. So we can put that in the show notes. I also have an incredibly awesome sponsor pack with all the different information about the rides. We can put that out there. All these things can be found at ericridesforhope.com. So everything is Eric rides for hope. It's very easy to follow. ericridesforhope.com, Eric rides for hope on Instagram, Eric rides for hope on Facebook, all the way across the board. And yeah, we're going to have some type of... Rochelle is amazing. Uh, she has set up some type of tracking system. So on ericridesforhope.com, we're going to be able to track a, you know, where, I, where I'm at in the country and also where we're at with the donations along the way. Yeah, you got a little tile stuck on your bike that you can uh, people we can all use to, to track where you are? <laughs> I, no, not yet. But we're, you know, I'm open to it. We're, we're looking for tile sponsors, but I'm, we'll just... <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. And I think that's part, I think mm -hmm. that's part of the thing that makes this ride so special, at least to me, is we're just figuring out as we go. You know, so Rochelle's dad is helping with the website. So our tile for now is Rochelle's dad changing my GPS location every day. <laughs> um, 
But um, again, see, we're, we're, we're excited to pick up sponsors along the way. You know, we've got some pretty big ones. First and foremost, obviously, I have to mention Cutco. Uh, Cutco Vector is one of our biggest sponsors. The Cutco Foundation made a massive, massive donation to Angel Wings. And I just couldn't, couldn't say thank you enough. It's one, one of the many reasons why when people ask me, you know, why won't you ever leave Cutco? Are you going to do that knife thing forever? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's not just a knife job and it's not just a product and it's not just a company. It's really, it's a family. And it's when you call, they help. And that's how I got involved in the first place. That's what I wanted to say in the beginning. It's like, you know, when I call and then when I called many times, fortunes in the follow-up, I didn't just call Cutco and they sent a big check. Don't get me wrong. But Andy, you know, goes back to Andy, Andy Jonti asking me, you know, a friend asking for help, right? A, a, a colleague, a colleague, if that's what you want to call it. I'm asking for help. And that's why I got involved with my first $500 donation, you know, in 2012 at, at a conference, at a Cutco conference. And at the time, that was a massive investment for me. And now, you know, I have the opportunity to do something like this, but, you know, it's just, it goes back to you. So yeah, sponsors, highlighting sponsors along the way, and then uh, the journey. And I forgot where I was going. I got so excited about talking about all the people who supported it in a big way. Cutco and Theragun and Therabody is a sponsor. And we've got a ton. And Rough and Ready Moving, I could go on and on, but we won't turn this into a commercial. Excuse me, Dan, I have a 20-minute list for the rest of the episode of people I'd like to read off. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Eric. That's great. So what's the message about hope that uh, you want to share with the world? Sure. So I think I called it Eric Rides for Hope. Previously, even Eric fights for hope. Uh, Eric has run for hope. Eric does a lot of physical things for hope. Um, and hope goes back to building health and hope in Haiti, which is the, the mantra, the mission for Angel Wings International. And Angel Wings International, uh, prior to the earthquake, had been, had been providing medical aid to Haiti uh, through Merlon, who's the president, and Andy is the vice president, been providing medical aid for, for many years. They came back, finally built this clinic. And what the clinic itself and why it ties into hope is the, the clinic itself being, a, it is of course a physical building, but it's really a beacon of, of hope for a community. Because uh, you know, I've been to Haiti four times, I've spent weeks there building this clinic, knowing the people living there with them and just knowing that these are amazing, you know, amazing people. people you know, something that a lot of Vector people are lucky enough to do is travel. Um, it's one of the things I love most about our, our opportunity and get around the world. And I think that anyone who's, you know, left hopefully the country or even left their area as I've just driven across the United States is what you'll find is, you know, circumstances are different. Places are different. Weather is different, but really when you boil it down, like people at their core are people, right? Like they need love, they need water, they need food. That's it. And when you get down to it and they need, and they need hope for something better. And where we're here, we take, take so much for granted just that you, that I'm drinking out of a gallon of water right now, or that I can go upstairs and choose 19 different restaurants to eat at, or the fact that, you know, a cut on my leg doesn't turn into a life threatening infection. Those are all just things that I know my life, I, all those things are going to happen today, no matter what, but in Haiti, it's, it's not the same. And a lot of what they, a lot of what people have is just the hope. They don't even have the food and the water. The average person lives off of $8 a week, but they're, you know, despite all this, adversity and, and tough things, you know, there's some of the happiest people I've ever met. And that's the kind of the, the silver lining of it, I guess you'd say, but the, the saddest and most happy part about it is that they're, they're so hopeful for the future. And that's what we're building with the clinic itself. And then a step further than that, and what I hope to, you know, what I want to bring back to the United States and, and this message is myself, as well as the other hundred plus people who've been to Haiti is taking that 
idea of building hope into your own community, into your own local community uh, here in the United States. Because, you know, well, how is that going to help Haiti? Well, it's, it's going to help Haiti maybe because you donate to me, but it's going to help the world in general be an overall better place because in your local community, that's going to stretch out to places you didn't know, right? It's like you giving me a book six years ago. You didn't think that I'd end up in Miami on a podcast talking about riding a bicycle across country, just like us giving disinfectant and a gauze to a young gentleman who burnt his leg on a pot shouldn't turn into a life-threatening illness you know, gives him hope for the future to do something, to come back, to, to help, you know, because again, Haiti, if you know, don't know, it's just not, it's a beautiful place. Physically, you know, it's the other side of the Dominican Republic. It's the same island for anyone who doesn't know. It's in the Caribbean. Like, it's tropical. It's beautiful. It's all these things, but it is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere, right? The average person's living off of $8 a week. And so, we have so little. And so building hope is the one thing we could give, right? It's to give back is that not only is there hope for you, there's hope for your community that something better will come out of this. And so that's what I hope to, to spread. And then again, on the Haitian level and in Haiti, and then back here in the United States, just inspiring people to do something that either brings hope or brings something better to the world through their own passion. And that's kind of what Eric uh, Radcliffe is. That's awesome. Sounds great. I'm glad glad to uh, be a small part of helping to support that, Eric. So the, the ride will conclude May 7th in San Diego. If anybody's listening after that date, how can they support your cause? So we're going to be taking donations up. Angel Wings International is a 501c3 nonprofit. There's never a day, time, or weather that we are not open to take a donation. Um, so we'll be continuing, obviously, doing great work in Haiti for years. Like we have plans and part of the money. Are, so the goal is to raise $250,000. Why this is so special to, to us specifically is uh, eighty-seven to 90000 of those dollars are going to go to build an extension of the clinic. So this is the actual clinic in case anyone's actually watching. But the point being, last year alone in 2021, this is something we never planned for. Uh, we delivered... 1500 babies, right? I hear wow. that right. I read it wrong. I was like 150, right? They're like, nope, 1500. Wow. Um, a lot of them high risk pregnancies. And it's, just, it's crazy. And when I say, you know, it's, the, it's a miracle we didn't plan for, we don't have the capacity to do that. Uh, we're delivering children, you know, in areas of the hospital that aren't, shouldn't have children delivered, but it's better than wherever they were prior to coming to us. Uh, the point being, we're going to take 90000 of those dollars and build an OBGYN and delivery room behind the clinic. So it's it's really special. And then the, the point being with that is, you know, we're continuously building, we're continuously growing. The, the need is never ending. There's never going to be a point where we just put a cork on this and we fixed it. Jacques Mel, which is in Haiti, like they got it. They're medical. They're taking care. It just keeps growing. And so your support, you know, you can always keep going. EricRidesForHope.com for a one-time donation. For people who really, you know, who do want to get involved in any way and, and let us do the legwork, but people want to get involved is to give a monthly donation anywhere from $1 to $500. We have donors, you know, our largest donor is $750 and our smallest is $2 a month because that gives us a monthly budget because running a hospital without a monthly budget is shenanigans. So just ericridesforhope.com, donate and then get in touch with me directly or Rochelle DeYoung uh, and we try and make it as easy as possible. I'm on Instagram and you know, I send a message there. Yeah, sounds great. And you've promoted, by the way, that 100% of all donations made 
to Eric's, Eric's uh, Rides for Hope, they all go to Angel Wings International. So how are you actually paying for the trip? Yeah, um, all that fancy knife money, Dan. One of the, the great things about what we do and, and speaking to Vector alumni or Vector hopefuls or Vector people are up and coming. It's the great thing about what we do is the opportunity to travel, the opportunity to self fund, the opportunity to make your own schedule. You know, I think back to, and I, it's just growing, right? And doing it differently over time. When I, one of my biggest whys when I was in college was I was saving up to, to go travel to Europe after I graduated from college. And it took me, I didn't go the year after to be a year of working, full, selling full time, but I saved up eight grand. I got a plane ticket as a graduation present and I left. And it was so fun when I was in Europe, I was there with my two friends who had, you know, their parents helped them out and it's awesome. But the point being, you know, when we were traveling and we talked to people like, how long are you here for? And we're like eight weeks. And they're like, what? Like, how do you have a job that just lets you be for eight weeks? And I was like, I'm my boss. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, did you save enough money? Like, yeah, I did. All right, then go have fun. Like, it's a pretty great conversation. And, and why that's relevant to now is, you know, that was seven, almost 10 years ago now, which is wow, nine years ago. I just took that same model and I applied it to this, but on a much larger scale. So it's like, how are you going to take eight weeks off to ride a bike across country? Well, I'm just going to save up 20 grand and then I'm going to leave. It's really great, man. Like, obviously, you know, there's a little bit more systems you need to and, and making sure you're taking care of things. And uh, shout out to, you know, the, the Sharp Retention team and the Realtor program. I built a reorder business. I built a business that supplies some of that, but it's mostly just, you know, I'm not counting on my business to pay me while I'm gone. I've been, you know, enough tucked away and whatever comes when I'm gone is obviously it's bonus money. And, and then I am going to, <laughs> I'm saving, I'm, I'm going to Hawaii the week after I get back. So my girlfriend, Fawn, and she, amazing, awesome, beautiful, supportive girlfriend who is driving the support car. She's from there. And so, you know, whatever the remainder is that I save uh, <laughs> is going there. We already got the ticket, so it's good. But yeah, I just, you know, just saved up. And it's one of the greatest things about this opportunity. And it's just whatever that might be for you is, you know, a bike ride across America or a trip to Alaska or, you know, one of the things that I've you know, love is a trip for somebody else. You get to take someone somewhere or, or just send somebody somewhere. You know, it's really an incredible thing. And so, yeah, just, just saving over time and, and just taking the time off and ready to rock. Nice. So 100% self-funded for the journey. And then every dollar that's raised is going to support the clinic in Haiti and Angel. And it's a beautiful thing because people, you know, 100% while we're on the road, people, it's definitely people are recognized. They're like, you do what? I'm like, yeah, sell knives, change life, man. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about your Cutco journey, man. How did you uh, get started with Cutco? Yeah. I found a job on Craigslist. <laughs> High school. <laughs> summer, and I think, and I, you know, I have to fact check this, but I'm like top 50 of all time. And I think I'm the highest producing Craigslist hire of all time. <laughs> nice. I'm talking to the other people who are ahead of me. But yeah, I started a high school summer job, typical start, nothing fancy, slow, fast start, really kind of didn't like the job at first. And then everything kind of turned around. Um, Jeremy Miller, my first manager, convinced me slash almost tricked me to go into my first COC. I didn't want to go. He kind of took me kicking and screaming. But then I went and I saw uh, Eric Cheshire get his Hall of Fame. Uh, how Elrod gave one of his speeches. I believe he had just hit 200 grand. It was that around that time. Or he, he was, you know, how was top rep. And uh, I just kind of turned. That was the aha moment of like, all right. This is cool. People, you know, seeing those big checks and all those things and just kind of, and then, you know, Vegas, we, we hung out afterwards. It was a good time. And uh, then it was off the races. I went to school. I was still full-time in college. 
won a couple of scholarships, which was really great. And then once getting ready to graduate, what are you going to do? Right. What am I going to do? And that was 2008 and the economy wasn't killing it. And it was just kind of like sales is the only job really available. And well, I was like, if I'm going to sell anything, I'm like, I'm pretty good at selling Cutco. And, uh, you know, they have this CSP opportunity. And so I, I explored that. And of course I explored other opportunities too. I went on three or four other interviews with other companies. I mean, you know, you'd be silly not to, I was like, I didn't get this degree to do nothing, literally nothing with it, but none of them, every one that I went to, I remember one that was the sexiest job opportunity that I found was a hundred grand based commission, a hundred grand plus commission insurance benefits. But it, and this is out 23, 24. And he's like, you got to be here every day for a meeting at seven 30. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> every day. He's like six days a week. I was like, yeah, but some days he's like, no, no, no. Every day. I'm like, I just, and I just knew that that was the beginning of like the whole, like, I just, I can't live by someone else's calendar, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, granted now I'm up, I wake up at five, five thirty. I'm doing the thing as a, as a little bit more mature. I'm like, that's not that crazy to demand a seven 30 meeting. However, at the time it just never happened. And then, uh, yeah, I've continued in one of my, my most proud vector statistic. I've had, you know, big years, but my most proud is that I've been doing this for 15 years and I've never had a year that wasn't as good as the year before. Yeah, I've grown every single year, no matter what, whether it's 1% or 50%, everywhere in between that averages to about 14%. And I think the biggest thing that I can attribute that to, and it ties into the, the ride and what I'm doing here and why I'm here today is to just... I'm not necessarily the best rep of all time. I would never claim that. I'm not the the biggest closer, but I am one of the most consistent people, I think, in the vector. And just that's, I want to say, I'm, I'm not putting myself above or in front of everyone else. I just think I'm, I'm talking about, I'm amongst legendary people in my, you know, the top of it, but it's just consistency. It's just keep moving forward always, you know, you take a step back, you take two forward, you take three steps back, you take two more forward. It's never, you know, that's that old success module, right? We all think it just goes like that, but it's like, it's all over the place. But it's like, as long as you end with a positive, meaning, you know, if you took six steps back one week and whatever that means, your work, your life, your fitness, your relationships, your health, if you took six steps back, well, then like take eight steps forward next week or like whatever that means and how that translates to you, right? If I missed three rides last week, I don't give up and say Eric rides for hope, throw it in the trash. We're like, all right, well, the week after that, we just got to get back on it and stay consistent. And then that started with the reason I sold my first hundred grand and I challenge any rep always listening to this, like, you want to know how to sell a hundred grand in a year? This is it. I heard this from Adam Sobieski when I was new and it worked year after year. It's 20 phone calls a day, two zero, not 200, 20, 20 phone calls a day. Here you go. Every day for a full year, every day, every day, period. End of story. Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, Ramadan, loop, leap year, whatever it is. And you know, you do it, you just do it. And if you miss a day, then you do 40 the next day. And if you miss two days, you do six the next day. And after you do enough days of doing 80 phone calls, you do the 20 the next day. I mean, I've done it, I've done it over and over. And I sold 125 grand the next year. And then I sold 250 the year after that. And I sold two, you know, it just keeps going up. And so, and I, I've always challenged reps. I'm like, just do it. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that applies to the same. That's how I did this too. It started with, when I started with Eric Rides for Hope. And I was like, how am I going to do all this? And literally, Dan, I told myself, if I do one, this was five years ago, one thing a day. One email, one phone call, one shake hand, one make new card, one 
thing. Like, I'll get there. And now I'm sitting in Miami three days before this ride. And it's, it's mind-blowing, man. It's, it, I'm trying to hang on. I think I'm good. I think I'm doing good. I just want to ride my bike. I'm so ready. There's been, more, there's been a lot more planning than a bike riding. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, Eric, are there any, are there any um, moments or stories that stand out from your, your journey through Cutco or your life journey? Yeah, I think, and this kind of ties in what we're just saying with consistency, right? And just go, just go anyway. And it's a story I'll, I'll share it with you because I'm going to be sharing this as I bike across country because I just think it's relevant to what I've done and what we're doing. It was really a defining moment in my life. I think we all kind of have these moments, but what defines us is not our wins, but our losses and how we respond to that. Right. What defines the person is how you respond to your challenges in life. And I think that's how winning is done, right? That's how you, you keep moving forward because we're all going to, you know, it's Rocky Balboa right there. Like, you're all going to get hit. Like, things are going to come up. Like, everyone's going to fail. I love that part of my inspirational speech. Like, everyone's going to fail. You're going to fail and you're going to fail. I'm the best inspirational speaker you've ever heard. Fail, fail, fail. We're all going to do it. But like, whoever's going to win, whoever's going to be the next person doing Eric Rides for Hope or Dan Swims for Awareness or Muhammad Reeves for Blindness, because that's what I'm trying to inspire, right? It's like your own journey, whatever that is. It's some, it's you plus something you love doing for something you care about. That's the equation for Eric Rides for Hope. Eric Rides for Hope. It could be, you know, whatever you want. So uh, I was like 22 and I so this is all ties in. Last night I was in the location of which this took place. So <laughs> you can picture me crying last night on the uh, South Beach boardwalk. I was at a Cutco conference, common theme here of transformational moments occurring at these conferences. Uh, pretty cool. And um, I was roommates with a guy named Fabian and uh, he was an established endurance athlete. Long story short, when I was a kid, I used to be like a super obese kid. I was a really, really fat kid. I loved to party and hang out by party. I mean, uh, eat pizza alone and watch movies every weekend. I was like... <laughs> 250 pounds. I was five foot six. And when I was in eighth grade, I wasn't able to complete the designated mile time in under 20 minutes. And the teacher told me I was not able. And that stuck with me for like a decade. I just told myself, I'm like, I'm not able. I don't run. I'm not a runner. And like, how often do we tell, how often do we allow other people to tell us what we're able to do and not do? And we just live with that. Like, that's me. I'm not a, I'm not a runner. Dude, I'm about to bicycle across country race. My, it's, it's yeah, I am. And the reason, so anyway, Fabian, so challenged me to do a run. We ran two miles. We get back. He challenges me, dude, sign up for your first half marathon. Sign up, first half marathon in the hotel room right here in Miami. And again, kind of going over it quick, but fast forward two months, I've trained. He gave me, he broke it down, right? Do three miles today, do four miles tomorrow. We build, we build, we build consistency. That was one of the first times I started learning that lesson. So I train, I'm ready, man. I was the night before the race, my bags packed, my shoes are out, my breakfast is ready. Like anyone's ever run a half marathon or a marathon or anything, it's poor, you know, excited. And I could hardly sleep the night before. I remember I'm tossing and turning. And so the lesson I try and take away from this is called failing forward. We've heard that term before. You know that feeling, Dan, when you wake up and you open your eyes and the first thought you have is there's too much light in the room for what time it is right now, right? You already know. You just know. You don't even want to look at the clock. Uh, I had to, the race started at 7.45. I had to leave by 5.45 was my plan. It was 7.15. So 7.15, jump out of bed, freak out. I grab my bag. I jump, get in my car. I go anyway. It's a 22-minute drive. I mapped it out the night before. It's a 22-minute drive. I made it in nine minutes. 
I like drift into the parking lot and it's Delmar Fairgrounds and everybody's gone. Uh, everyone's gone except there's four guys taking down the sound stage, the big launch sound stage, and they're all taking it down. And I'm like, I'm like, when they, I look up at the guy, I'm like, where'd everybody go? It's about eight fifteen, eight thirty, about forty five minutes late. And he's like, I'm like, where'd everybody go? And uh, he looks at me, they left. And yeah, I was about, I was about to cry. In fact, I might have cried a little. I had been, you know, prepping for two months, and I just bummed. And uh, like I said, it's how challenges are what define you. And it was right then that I was like, nah, like this is not where the journey ends, right? I've been training for this. I'm doing this. I came here to run this race. And so I looked up at him. I was like, which way did they go? And uh, he pointed, and I just gave a quick little stretch, and I just took off running. And I ran for like four miles before I saw the lady in last place. And I'm like, I'm not going to be last. And <laughs> I like jet through her and the whole crowd. And I finished the race and I don't get an official time or anything like that. But what happened was I'd done it, right? I'd gone anyway. And instead of staying home and crying and sulking or sitting in the parking lot and feeling bad for myself and driving home, I went anyway. And that led to that next weekend, I happened to have, a, there was another half marathon in town. Luckily, they don't come often. Boom, boom. I ran that one the next weekend, got an official time, did the thing. That eventually led to, wow, I really do like running. Maybe I can run a full marathon. And the full marathon was the first trip that, my first trip to Haiti, I used that marathon to raise the $2,500 to get to qualify to go on that trip. So what would my life have been like had I stayed in bed that day or just sat in the parking lot and felt bad for myself? And so that's what I you know, want to encourage people with this trip and with whatever journey they embark on is like, things are going to go wrong, man. Things are going to fail. Things are going to... Nothing for a successful person is what you would have thought it would look like when you put it down on paper. And that's why we love success stories, right? Because they're full of adversity. They're full of failure, but they're full of people who kept moving forward anyway. Like I'm looking out and they're eight, seven weeks ahead of me. I got to Miami two days ago. I literally looked out there, it's pouring rain today. I was like, what if it rains? I'm going anyway, man. Like you just got to go, right? Hopefully it doesn't rain super hard and hopefully we got an umbrella sometime out there and we'll get a towel when we get there. But the point being, just move forward, keep moving forward and whatever it is that you're doing, if it's physical, if it's mental, if it's making more phone calls, if it's deepening a relationship, like if it really matters, that's that secret sauce. What I have, what I love about Haiti is finding that, finding that why. I can't, I can't do that for you. Is find that why. But if like it really matters to you, then like you just gotta keep moving towards it until you. I mean, literally, physically or mentally are incapable, which I have not found. I have, I haven't pushed myself that far yet. We'll see. Give me seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's a great, great story of amazing experience there, Eric. Excellent stuff. Well, hey, the, the podcast uh, theme is changing lives. And just to wrap this up, I'm curious to hear how you aspire to change lives through what you do in the future. Sure. Yeah. And it's one of the beautiful things about what you highlight on this podcast is what people are doing next with their, you know, we sell knives, we change lives. The knives themselves are, you know, epic in itself. They change the direction of people's conditions, <laughs> but really with the impact we have is I could go on and on about different people who have gone so far with Vector, but that's why I have this podcast. So my true passion, what I really love is comedy. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian. I'm officially a paid comedian last year and use my, again, long story short, Vector and Cutco skills to get that opportunity. Um, and I'm continuing to use them in the field. But I really love making people laugh. I think that's what I'm put on this earth to do. 
And so after the ride, I'm planning on eventually starting a nonprofit that has something to do with comedy events. And if I can, you know, and, and I'll say I'm, I'm a paid comedian. I did get paid $200 one time and I donated a hundred, all of my money from Angel Wing, all my money goes directly to the ride, goes directly to this. All my money from comedy is going to go directly to Angel Wings for now, but I can, you know, I'm starting to think bigger. And not that I'm leaving Angel Wings anytime, but like, how big can we do it? And what, what can you do? Because man, people need to laugh uh, always, but it's more, now more than ever. And I don't see that trend uh, slowing down anytime soon. And so I feel like I was put on this earth with this gift to make people laugh, even when I'm not supposed to. And uh, I want to, I want to utilize that as much as possible. So, you know, we, we'll take this and we'll, we'll take it to another level. Awesome. Sounds great, man. Well, you're leaving from Miami. You're going to already be gone by the time anybody hears this March 17th and yep. then uh, arriving in San Diego, hopefully around May 7th, hopefully on May 7th, right? That's the plan. Yeah, the only thing, the only part of Eric Rides for Hope that has no hope that is a for sure is I'll be arriving on May 7th. There's a big event happening in San Diego on May 7th. I've planned for anything going wrong in the desert, knock on wood, you know, everybody's going, May 7th, be there in San Diego if you're local in Southern California, if you will live stream it. But yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. That is awesome. Congratulations on uh, finally having this ride actually happening. Like, I think it's awesome that you've uh, been planning this and that now you're actually doing it, something that most people would never do. And uh, kudos to you for taking on the challenge and for all that you're, all the good work that you're doing out there, Eric. Nice job. Beautiful. Thank you, Dan. And uh, thank you to the whole Vector Cutco alumni who's tuned in and watching this and support along the way. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you. All right. Eric Gilman, everyone. Uh, I love that Eric shared that one of your key defining moments in life can be how you respond to losses or failures, and that that's a critical piece of reaching success. I also loved his message that people are the same all over the world, that what people really need most is hope, hope for the future, hope for the things that they envision or dream about or feel like they want and need. And that that's what Eric is trying to help provide through his message and through his efforts to contribute in the world. He shared something that was a key thing. He said, it's you plus something you love doing plus something you care about can be the message that you bring to be able to give hope to other people. Shout out to Andy Janti, who is one of the key guys behind Angel Wings International and the clinic in Haiti. I had a podcast episode with Andy, actually guest hosted by John Kane, and that was episode number 211, 211, and I would encourage you to check that out, and you can hear about Andy's story, and you can hear a little bit more about the clinic itself in that episode. Also, Eric mentioned Jamie Bianchini as being one of the key inspirations behind this journey. Jamie took the bicycle trip around the world, and his story is featured in episode number 54 on this podcast. There also is a short snippet of it in one of our Flashback Fridays. That was episode 309. So if you just want to hear a short piece of Jamie's story to whet your appetite, check out episode number 309. Last uh, shout out to Rochelle DeYoung, who I know is playing a huge role in helping to manage this process for Eric throughout the time that he is on the bike. 
helping with a lot of things. I know Eric uh, said a lot of great things about what Rochelle is doing to help him here. And I just wanted to uh, shout out to Rochelle here on this podcast as well. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Eric Rides for Hope, ending May 7th in San Diego. Hopefully you can join Eric somewhere along the journey if you're in any of those cities across the Southern United States. And if not, you can support the cause at ericridesforhope.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 